Welcome to a brand new episode of Tell Like Talk. This is episode 213. I am Casey. And this is Chris. And we've got some geeking out to do. Uh, before we get into a lot of news today, Chris, what's been going on, man? What what are you geeking out on right now? I have been totally geeking out on Netflix. I watched Masters, you know, Revelation Part 2. And yep. I I was just, I need to watch it again. Because <laughs> I, I got a lot of, you know, the second viewing of the first season. But I, I loved it. I It was so much fun. And it was very mature at times, which was yeah. surprising. Big time. Yeah. So... What did you you do you feel the same? Yeah, I I you know, I like the first half a little bit better and I think the only reason why is cuz it's kind of more fun in a way. This is heavy. And like you said, it's more mature. Like the first half was a little bit more throwback to the 80s. This was more like okay, 80s are over. Uh you know, there's a couple jokes, a couple boob jokes, you know, like yeah. Skeletor says, but really it was like damn, this is life, death, afterlife. We mean nothing into the cause. I mean, it was heavy. <laughs> He-Man of Thrones is what I like to call it. I guess, man. I felt like it was more... <laughs> what is that show with Neil deGrasse Tyson? The Cosmos. <laughs> like, it was it was big concepts, but it was good. I know. It was very... Yes. Action was insane, too. Yeah, I, I really like Powerhouse and what they've done with, yeah. you know, some of our favorite franchises as of late. And I... I really want them to announce the season two, you know, no spoilers, but the the way they set it up is very exciting. So, yeah, 110%. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they get the green light sooner than later for season two, I guess. However they call it. I guess yep. it's season two, right? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And then also I've been watching Cowboy Bebop, which I've been thoroughly enjoying. So please don't hate me. But I know it's been getting a lot of slack as of late, but it's just I haven't watched the anime in a long time, and that's probably better for this whole situation. I know it's one of my favorite animes of all time and one of my favorite things of all time. And this show just it just adds to it. And if you can just go into it knowing what it is, you'll just enjoy it more. I don't know. I don't. You've watched a little bit of it. I watched five minutes. I watched him come through that elevator in the opening scene and like beat up a bunch of dudes and honestly i was like oh okay i'm in <laughs> you know maybe it goes downhill from here but like i have just been i just watched the anime series for the first time ever um and i don't know like it had the vibe i can't expect a one-to-one -one translation so like i was fine with what i saw it had a scott pilgrim vibe it had the anime vibe obviously the music is the same <laughs> And that's nine. So honestly, it's like 90% so of, of that show. Just like John Williams is almost 90% of star Wars, you know? So it's just like, I was in. So, um, I, I, like I told you last night, I was like, I started watching my iPad and, um, <laughs> yeah. which is what I usually watch before bed. So I was like, Nope, I need to watch this on the big screen downstairs. So I'll wait and uh, finish it. Yeah. Do so, it right. Um, but as well as the Netflix ugh, Netflix kick, I started um, Super Crooks, and so far so good. <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah, and uh, you know Mark Millar is, as I've said many times on the show, is my favorite comic book writer. Um, and I was uh, wondering how they're going to do this because the ish issue, I think there's only four 
four to six issues of that whole mm-hmm. series. Um, and I think there's like eight or nine episodes. So, um, you know, they fleshed out some stuff. You know, they gave uh, a whole Johnny Bolt got a whole backstory that he didn't have in the comics just in that first episode. And I watched about half of the second episode. But the anime style is it's I think that could throw some people off because it's really classic anime. It's from a really good anime studio. But like you can see where it doesn't look like a Naruto or Dread Demon uh, Slayer, any of the new stuff. It looks very old style. And I like that. And um, also, uh, what was I going to say with it? Um, I don't know. Like, oh, they've done no advertising. I right. didn't know about it. I right. did Like, we didn't talk about it on the show. So, like... That really actually pissed me off, and I I texted or twittered Mark Millar today saying, "Hey, uh, you know when is Netflix gonna advertise the Millar world or the Millarverse or whatever they're calling it, Millar world? Because n- literally no pomp and circumstance. You know you can't look anywhere without seeing a commercial for Red Notice, and I get it. It's The Rock, it's Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot. It's it is the biggest movie, and it wasn't that. It was okay." We watched it, but like I had zero idea about this coming out. And I I feel like it's not going to make the top 10 because literally no one has any idea what Super Crooks is. You know, they don't know. It's based off of a comic that not a lot of people read. You know, and I wanted to ask you to and I actually let me mention this because of Jupiter's legacy getting flack as well and people not enjoying it or whatever. um, Do you feel like the Malar world should be just done in animation and just to do it because oh, are they going to spend more money on live action again? I see what you're saying. Does it work really well for super crooks? Like I would love to see nemesis as an anime. I mean, how else are you going to do that justice? Well, so super crooks is also supposedly getting a live action that's in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, so that okay. that's supposed to come out at some point. I don't know if they'll use the reception of this or not because they buried it. And Nemesis was with Joe Carnahan yeah. for a long time, you know, probably since we started this podcast. And I don't know if there's anything with that or if it's going anywhere or whatever. But, yeah, I would be OK with seeing things in animated form just to get them out. But at the same time, I feel with what Netflix has done, I think I don't know when his contract ends because he was one of the first quote-unquote big names to get signed with netflix this is even before like shonda rhymes and in the uh what's his name from um american horror story ryan ryan murphy sorry so like he mark millar was one of the first people that was just like a normal person getting signed for a multi you know media deal and they've really you know you got the magic order comic jupiter's legacy that got buried and you know now this i just i feel like he needs to find someplace else that really appreciates his stuff and will champion it maybe it's maybe it's freaking uh amazon with what they've done with the boys and invincible his shit would work perfectly with those guys yeah i just i don't understand the whole idea of buying this whole world and then just treating it like garbage you know just like it's just secondary you know whatever you're just going to get to it when you get to it this is this is what is popular now so it never made sense the way that netflix treated it 
Yep. And I've been getting a lot of likes on that post on Twitter. <laughs> um, anyway, let's go on to some good news, though. We're going to go over to Marvel. Uh, first things first, Hawkeye. I, so we're recording this on the first, which the third episode came out today. I haven't watched it yet. I don't think you have. You just got out of work. So I've only yeah. watched the first. Honestly. Oh, yeah. you didn't watch the second. OK, so no, no we went uh, right to the bebop. <laughs> OK, uh, it's good. I I know something about what happens in this episode and it sounds great. So like, you know, what do you think? I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I I enjoyed the first episode. I think I thought they did a really good job bringing Kate Bishop into this MCU world and, and writing it, you know, so it's coherent with what happens in 2012. Like they that showed it and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was really, really cool. well done. Um, I just the whole I thought they got right to the action you know and the whole robbing of the artifacts and her getting like the Ronin costume it's just it was a good way to kick off the show and it wasn't like if they really did well with character development i felt yeah i i 100 percent agree and um excited to see where this series goes with these street level characters and hopefully they keep it up um he has the potential to cross over with you know, uh, Jennifer Walters, you know, she Hulk, like yeah. if they do daredevil, like he has a lot of avenues to go into in that world. So I hope they do it. Um, Sony has confirmed that they will be doing three more Marvel Spider-Man movies. Um, that was kind of up in the air. It didn't come as a shock, but at the same time, you know, they hadn't confirmed it. So, you know, Amy Pascal from Sony came out and said, yep, we're doing three more. So, you know, the kid's only 25. Tom McGuire yep. didn't start till he was like 32. He's got many legs for Spider-Man. <laughs> many webs to shoot. He does. You know, Peter Parker somewhat ages into his 30s, I think, in the comics anyway. Yeah. So it's always kind of like ambiguous to really know if he's a kid or not anymore. But I I love this. Um, I really want to see, you know, I just bought my my no way home tickets yeah uh so i'm excited to go see that on my birthday and really with the venom deleted scene or the post credit scene and i don't know what happens right it's just i'm really excited to see how far they take this whole uh multiverse thing and what it yeah. implies for the next three movies as well this whole sony collaboration and playing you know nice in the sandbox is is great for everybody so i'm excited me too uh, this is kind of like a no-brainer. Kobe Smulders yeah. will be joining Secret Invasion, you know, as Maria Hill. Yay. Like, sorry, not to sound like... I like yeah. Kobe Smulders quite a bit. I, I used to, you know, I think she's a good actress, and I like Maria Hill as a character and what she does with it. It's just, I I didn't even know this was news until we read it today, because <laughs> I was like, I just assumed where Sam Jackson goes, she goes. <laughs> I think that's kind of like the the title of the article is very much implying that as well. It's just like that's duh. <laughs> so yeah, duh. I I I can't wait for that, um, especially with the talent they have involved with it. And I just have my my own hypothesis of what we've been seeing on the TV shows already and how that ties into this. So I'm pumped. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, uh, in. Video game news, there's a new Marvel MMORPG that's uh, in the works from Dimensional Inc. Studios. So 
this is from the people who've worked on DC Universe Online that's been going on a really long time. I played it. I didn't get super into it, but I'm not a MMORPG guy. You're a little bit more than I am. Like, is this exciting for you? It's not. I Okay. <laughs> you know, I I I bought the DC Universe game when it first came out because it wasn't free yeah. at that point. I right. played the hell out of it, but I didn't know how to play MMOs either. Mm-hmm. And the truth behind it is the only MMO I really liked was Star Wars Galaxies or whatever that game was. Um, and I would play that a lot. But nowadays, it's just, I, it's not my thing. I know yeah. that MMOs are extremely popular. I might try the Final Fantasy one because I hear it's very single player oriented. And then it becomes Golden an MMO. Ring or something. Yeah, I've always been kind of interested. Or no, that's Skyrim. Maybe that's Skyrim. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, my cousin was telling me about (laughs) it because I was, you know, I'm a big Final Fantasy fan, but I'm also a very big single-player video game person. So if the old Republic didn't hook me, I'm not going to be playing MMOs. (laughs) So no, to answer your question, I'm not excited about this. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing, right? We're Star Wars (laughs) fans, and we don't even play that one. So Um, let's jump across the pond here. Let's go to some DC news uh first things first is my computer's pause can you take this over this yeah this was another kind of thing where just the news was news but we didn't even talk about it at the time so jk simmons will be a part of the batgirl movie as commissioner gordon and we kind of assumed that it would be um on earth two with i'm sorry i'm blanking on his name jeffrey Uh, yes thank you jeffrey Wright. and so I even looked back and I was like, holy crap, this this has been news for months. And he was just talking yeah. about it the other day and his involvement and stuff like that. So, OK, this takes place in Earth Prime or whatever they want to call it. And it'll be interesting to see now if we will get a true Birds of Prey movie. What's curious about this, too, is like, OK, it doesn't really matter about races necessarily. But like this girl is a person of color, the one who's playing Batgirl. You know what I mean? I guess I also assumed that too. Like Jeffrey Wright would be her dad. Like I don't know, but Barbara is adopted, right? So it doesn't really matter. No, she's not. Um, I thought she was adopted. I thought that their son maybe was the one because he's crazy. I don't know. Don't quote me on this stuff. But <laughs> they never. I mean, the more they played in. I mean, her name is Barbara, uh, the wife as well, right? And I mean, she could be of color. So there you go. Yeah. So anyways, it started. Yeah. Started filming. Uh, it's filming now. It's going to come on HBO Max next year. So. Can't wait. I'm so can't pumped. wait. Speaking of HBO Max, uh, Jared Leto says he wants to unleash the air cut of Suicide Squad. And he kind of gave a, you know, a quote that was like, doesn't it make sense that that goes on a streaming service? Isn't that what they're there for? And I mean, he's absolutely right. Right. Yeah, I mean, he is correct, but I don't necessarily agree with him. Um, I'd love to see <laughs> this cut, but I also I also don't, you know, if if they don't want to release it, the whole argument between that, both, you know, both versions having like the same reaction and whatnot. I just still feel like the movie's garbage. And if if you're not a Jared Leto Joker fan, like, why would you want to watch more of it? Right. Which Though I think a lot of people are Jared Leto Joker fan because people lost their minds when Zack Snyder released like that four seconds of him, you know what I mean, as a teaser in Justice League. I think they are. I I don't know. 
but yeah, he didn't get his fair time on screen. Apparently, I agree, and that's the quote from David Ayer. Even so, yeah, I would watch it. Yeah, because I like the Joker. But it's like if he's not going to go in, I think it's a little bit different with Zack Snyder. It's like here's seventy million dollars, make the right. movie that you you were gonna make. Oh well, you know, uh, four years ago this made sense, but I can change this now. If you just gave us David Ayer's cut that's just sitting in a box somewhere, don't give him any extra money and put it out on the streaming service, that's fine to me. You know what I mean? Like, don't make it a whole fucking to-do like you did Justice League. Just, you already have the streaming service now, just put it out. Totally fine for me. And then give us the Shoemaker cut of Batman Forever. Exactly. Totally rated R. Um All right, John Krasinski is Superman, and, uh, you know, The Rock is Crypto in the uh, League of Super Pets. The trailer's cute. You know, it looks like a cute movie. <laughs> I I really enjoyed that trailer, honestly. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't know what I was going to think of this whole thing. Right. Uh, going into it, but I thought it was great. It was just very Pixar-y and yep. just good humor and the story looks fun, so I'll I'll definitely watch it. Um, so I mean, you got also what what's his name? Uh, Kevin Hart as Ace the Bat Dog. So that's it. That's right. That's right. Kevin Hart and The Rock teamed up again. <laughs> that's right. It's a good team. Sorry. Right. Uh, Dead Boy Detectives has found um, its cast. Uh, this show is based off the Neil Gaiman comic of the same name, where. Um, these would-be detectives who decided not to enter the afterlife in order to stay on Earth and investigate crimes involving the supernatural. That's awesome. That sounds like a great show. It sounds like it's perfect for HBO Max in their own uh, Vertigo edition, <laughs> I guess. What do you think? So they they actually premiered in Doom Patrol this season. Oh, they did? Ep- yeah. And that episode As these was actors? Excellent. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, it was great. Uh, it was just a really neat addition to that episode. And as my wife and I were watching it, she was like, they need to make a show with these people. I go, they are. <laughs> so, yeah. So that 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 was cool that she got really into it and that, you know, this is this is happening because I the more they just put this kind of stuff out on HBO Max, the better they're really leaning into it the right way and i think we've yeah. talked about this for years and and how do you where these like these movies and these series should really be and it's just i'm so glad the streaming service thing has really worked out yeah me too um and hbo max is quality you know it makes Absolutely. it does uh, every single month i go okay i understand why i'm here um yep. cool 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 so uh robbie amell is coming back to the flash we've already had two halves of firestorm show up in the hundredth episode of legends of tomorrow. And now he's going to be showing up on the flash in season eight's 11th episode. So, um, you know, he started off as firestorm and then he, you know, that changed and he was with Caitlin and it was a whole big thing. I don't know what's going on in the flash because I haven't watched it in two years, but cool for all of you who still are hanging in there. Yeah. It's just, you know, return to your roots. Just get that character back for another episode. I, I'm gonna watch this season of Flash definitely. I, I'm not gonna. It catch sounds up like on it's been good. Ones. You know, it, it does yeah. sound good. 
Yeah, and Armageddon, I, I love their crossovers. Yeah. So it's just like, I'm just going to do it because I always liked that show. I just fell off it because, you know, it was just kind of repetitive at times. And they were starting to do better shows on HBO Max and the, the DC Universe app. So, yeah, exactly. um, yeah CW Verse has run its course. And I like that the shows that are now on the CW are in a different direction and they're spending mm-hmm. more money and they're more quality. So. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, on Batwoman, speaking of CW, uh, so we talked about Poison Ivy last episode, but they are also getting a new version of the Joker uh, mm. that's going to be making his premiere in Batwoman. Um, you know, you get like a little bit of a tease of a guy laughing and that's kind of it. So I'm glad that they're basically allowed to be Gotham. And, you know, basically, this is the Batwoman or the Batman show that we've never been able to see before on television. I, I don't watch the show, but I don't know. Maybe we should literally getting every single Batman villain. I don't I don't know. It's tough. She's got ever... the same power sets. <laughs> right, right. I I've tried. And... You tried after Ruby Rose. Yeah, I tried oh. those first couple of episodes. I couldn't do it. I want to see what's his name, Duke, and I think that's who it is. But he gets his oh, bite, yeah, yeah, yeah. bat the Batwing armor it looks great. There's like these highlights to the show, but I I'm really afraid I'm just gonna go back into it and it's gonna have the same stuff I didn't like about the show to begin with. Um, but in positive light, that is a good point because now they're really allowing whoever, whatever show to use these characters and they're not just like shying away from it anymore. They're like, we can do multiple jokers. We can do bat people everywhere and it doesn't matter because people get it and that's what they want. So I don't know. I'll, I'll probably watch these poison Ivy episodes. I don't need to watch the whole show to, I don't want to be informed, but I do want to see what they do with it. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, (sighs) Like I said, it's hard to say because it, it could be cool. But it could be just absolutely horrible. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of interesting. And I've seen two things. So Zack Snyder, maybe there's some hint to Final Crisis. Uh, maybe he's doing something with it. Um, you know, at Fandom, Jim Lee revealed this giant crisis on infinite earth's mosaic there with little pieces from like you know the movie franchises as well as the comic book franchises and the tv show franchises so people Mm -hmm. are thinking maybe possibly there might be some um you know maybe zach snyder's justice league characters are going to go into comic book form i would believe that over anything else yeah because yeah i don't I don't see them doing a movie. Yeah. Why would Jim Lee be the first one to tease it? Well, so the other thing is, is like Zack Snyder did a Zoom call or something. And on his behind him in the shot, there was Final Crisis like on his like bookshelf, like behind him. And the, someone pointed it out. Book? And, yes. Okay. So people were like, ooh, what's it, like, why is he reading that? You know what I mean? Sort of thing. Um I mean, clearly the dude's got to be 
somewhat of a DC fan, I'm assuming, since he's developing all these properties. So maybe he's just reading it. But yeah, that was the other the other tie into this that's not in that article, but I saw. Yeah, I I would assume it's going to be a comic. I, if they say we're not doing anything else past Justice League, the Snyder Cut, I I believe that because they're definitely taking another route with their movies and and tv and the way they're treating all that media so it is a way for dc to give Zack snyder maybe one last go at it tell his story and it would be the the sequel it would be that sequel but we're only going to get it in comic book form and maybe they'll animate it someday (laughs) well you know they'll do that so um and then one Little nugget of DC news. If you happen to be a Paris listener coming in late 2022, there'll be Batman Gotham City Adventures, which is an immersive escape room uh, that's happening, which sounds awesome. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. Yeah, it's like a full 3,000 square foot building for this. <laughs> well, I'll have to maybe move my Europe trip to when this actually is going to be. That's it. Late 2022, you're going. Oh, shit. Then 2023 it is. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on in a galaxy far, far away? Oh, there's there's a lot of things happening. Uh, So as as Disney continues to cancel or put things on hold of what we want, uh, they announced something else that is kind of controversial if you like the sequel trilogy uh and you like ray skywalker and and that and that stable then you might be excited to know that there are there's going to be a project based with the sequel trilogy characters uh and then kathleen kennedy confirmed that ray skywalker would be involved in this all right i mean what do you think anime an animated movie tv show lego Definitely Lego. Um, I don't know, man. I I would like to see maybe a TV show or maybe one movie. But what is this going to look like? Are you going to bring back all of the characters and you're going to have another go at it? No, I, I, I thought we were. So. Yeah, I thought we were kind of moving away from that world. But I I don't know if Finn doesn't <laughs> get his own thing, then I'm not happy. You know what I mean? That's I want John Boyega to get something to get right like become a jedi like he should have right since the first trailer and, and exactly that whole mess so i don't care <laughs> bring it on you just just make something stop canceling things that i was really excited for and then keeping other things in the dark for so long i'm gonna be honest with you i don't mind that we haven't had a new star wars movie because i we were used to waiting in the past three years at a time yeah, and we were getting one a year and that's fine. But I think like, get your shit together. You know what I mean? Like get your shit together for the next three years and then come up with something great. And I'll be happy to come back because the TV is killing it right now. I've had way more enjoyment out of the Mandalorian for two seasons than I did out of nine hours of sequel trilogy. Yeah, hundred percent. Certain moments here and there, though. Obviously, there's certain things about the sequel trilogy that are just absolutely amazing. But of course, just saying. it's Star Wars. Consistency, of yeah. course. I I fully agree with that statement. Um, and that's and that's really the thing. I did. I thought about that with Dune. 
And at the end of Dune, I was actually kind of excited because I have to like I haven't had that feeling of waiting for something in so long. Anticipation, yeah. Anticipation for a movie when Marvel's dropping three, four movies a year, and it's just everything's bleeding into its into each other. And that's not what I feel Star Wars ever was. And that's why Solo did so bad, you know. Right. And fortunately, but yeah, get your shit together. Uh, so next up, let's talk about Ahsoka, something I'm very excited about. Uh, Ivana Sackno, I guess I'm saying that right, the name butcherer over here, uh, has sure. been <laughs> cast in an undisclosed role. So we did learn that Natasha Liu Bordizo was cast as Supreme, Sabine Wren. So we're seeing a lot of movement on this front, uh, and we're probably going to get some big names soon i'm hoping if they go in the direction we want them to yeah i i think they just have to come out and say who thrawn is you know what i mean and who you know whether we already know or not but like she she could just be a random you know officer (laughs) yes whatever of course i mean she does have some cred uh yeah so i imagine like there's like a theory about her being involved with Thrawn or something like that or who knows so oh that girl I don't know do you think know. his like right hand lady maybe it would be uh, cool that lady because this older I always thought though maybe this girl's young I don't know but anyway I'll take not, whatever <laughs> yeah not th- exactly so they're they're building the like Dave Filoni John Fav are doing the right thing on TV they're building what Star Wars fans are all excited about and if you're exactly. not you're just miserable, so just stop. Just go enjoy Star Wars. Anyways, looks like Rangers of the New Republic is going to be canceled, um, and they're moving a lot. Not a lot, but whatever can be moved to the Mandalorian, they're moving to that so they don't lose some stories or whatever. I um, This this all fell apart after Gina Carano or whatever the hell her name is, you know, yeah. screwed up her whole career. And, that and, was it. Yeah, so... It's unfortunate that a show was so based around her because I could write you a show about that and you're not, it could be an anthology series for God's sake. So come on, stop canceling. Or what we stuff. thought it was be Sky Rangers and just do it all TIE fighter pilots. You know what I mean? Or X Wing pilots, rather. Sorry, X Wing. Yeah, pilots. no, no. They already set, yeah, they set up what's his, I don't even know his, the, the main guy there, but yeah. Dave Filoni is trapped, yeah. whatever. Like you have these guys and there's, I mean, the X-Wing books are extremely popular. Exactly. Exactly. Which also makes me upset about this whole Rogue Squadron movie. Right. I know. I I think we should move on to something positive, but do you have anything else to say about it? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, So if you were, if you wanted to actually like get into Tempest Runner, but you're not into like audiobooks for some reason, I don't know why you wouldn't be because it's like a full production and it's fun. And I don't know, maybe, maybe, you just hate them, but it's going to get a hardcover edition so y'all can read it. <laughs> I think this is great. I'd love that they're they're tackling the Nile, you know, so this one covers uh, Lorna D, uh, yep. who I actually did like from the first book. The only book I read uh, so far in the High Republic. Are you but, serious? Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not that into it um, at this point. I can't. I tried and I um, I don't know. Hmm. I'll, I'm going to try again because I have right, the right, uh, Rising Storm. So maybe yeah, I'll just think... stick with those books, you know? 
I, I, you know, yeah, man. I think you'll like them. <laughs> I don't Me know. Me too. It's yeah. It's hard. You've for me, read man. a I... lot of shit Star Wars books, probably. I did. I did. I'm sure that you would like these. And I love anyway. Charles Soule's book, and I do like Kevin Except... Scott, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read that book, maybe next year. But we're really right. close next year, so that's my joke. Um, last up, there's a video for Galactic Cruiser. They're showing off all the stuff that if you want to pay five thousand dollars for a family to go, or maybe that's per person. I'm not sure, but whatever. Get get a bounty from Jabba and and get on that cruiser. But check this video out. We'll leave the link in the notes. There's gonna be lightsaber training. I, I'm I'm really telling you it's it's like five thousand dollars is is a lot but i think that's for an entire family but as i've said you know to a, to the star warriors group you're getting more than just you know just a room you're getting the experience you get food you get to go to galaxy's edge you get all these things included in it and yeah it's damn well expensive but i am going to pay for it at some point in my life because my dream has always been to, to be in Star Wars, and this is it. This is this is what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's the same thing like seven hundred fifty dollar cruise or a three thousand dollar cruise. Which one are you going to enjoy more? I guess it depends on who you are. But yeah, I've been on a seven hundred fifty dollar cruise, and I would never go on one again. So <laughs> I'll pay for that uh, that that up the up <laughs> the upgrade. And yes. Yeah, someday when um, I'll figure this out, but I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, let's jump to our first commercial and we'll be right back. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes, too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats, a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. We are back from those commercials, and so let's talk some comic books. Not a lot today, uh, but you brought this to my attention. Uh, one of our favorites, Jeff Lemire, uh, will be teaming up with Dustin Mugen again uh, for Little Monsters. And so this this is cool because this involves vampires something that we both thoroughly enjoy. Um, and this duo also worked on Ascender and Descender together. And I always love, I like uh, Dustin's artwork. Yeah, it's watercolor. It's effing beautiful. So yeah, this was this is a cool piece of information that Lemire dropped. It's coming out early next year. Um, it's another ongoing from them. Uh, he said he's been working on it for the past year right after they finished D no a sender <laughs> yes i had to remember which one came first but um which is a great series if you guys haven't 
read. So yeah, really excited to uh, to get into this when it drops next year. So stay tuned for more information. It's being called, it may be about vampires, but it is not a horror book. And they're comparing it a little bit to Lord of the Flies. So look forward to that. Um, anyways, let's talk some crowd sorcery. Let's see what's being funded out there. And so we're getting a Pathfinder um, board game. So if you're a Pathfinder fan, the RPG, it's called Arena and it's on Kickstarter. And it you know, involves miniatures, of course, because <laughs> why wouldn't it? Uh, so it includes 18 minis, uh, four heroes, 14 monsters, 48 dungeon arena tiles, and uh, over 100 cards. So I do not have that Kickstarter up because I only have an article. Did you go to the Kickstarter? I got it. Chance? I got it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So 11 days left, 143,000 raised. <laughs> Of a fifty-six thousand, the game probably starts. Let me just double check. Forty, no, no miniatures. One hundred fourteen dollars. Yeah, with no miniatures. With miniatures. Oh, okay. it's forty-six without, and it's like I didn't even want to mention it because who the hell would buy that? Sorry, any of you who would. That's just well, bonkers. That that for I, that forty-six one's not bad though. I mean, at least it's, it's not entry bad, level but entry, I mean, you right? want the. You want the miniatures, Chris. You do, but if you have miniatures or you have a 3D printer, that's not a bad. Yeah, option. if you have, yeah, I mean, maybe they include the STL files, which would be great. There you go. You know, there heck, you. that would be great. Yeah. So, is he tell anyway. us about Periwinkle? Yeah. So I just threw this on here. Um, my buddy uh, Mike Tenner from Bad Bug Media. He crack the story for this it's it's about like this evil uh or this elf that has to kill like an evil santa claus <laughs> so santa's bad periwinkle has to go in and exact some bloody and gruesome revenge it's an 80 page uh graphic novel um i i pledged for the the full actual issue which was like 25 dollars, which i thought was that's not bad no, for an 80 page book, I thought that was really good. And honestly, Tenor puts really good stuff out. Um, he does Midnight Highway. He does Black Jackets. I try to support all of his um, Kickstarters. And next month, he has a new one coming out called Ragnarok, which is about like this um, Nordic like rock band, which I was like, oh, that's up Chris's alley. So, yeah, <laughs> it looks pretty looks pretty crazy. <laughs> Ragnarok like rock. Like rock, like yeah. Rock. Keep me, uh, keep me updated on that one. I definitely you would like, like to read that. Absolutely. So we'll, you know, we'll leave the links in uh, for these crowd sorceries in here. Um. All right. So let's move on. Do you want to take this? I feel bad because I've been talking and you only got to talk those other parts. No. Yeah, I can do it. Um, we can do it. Blade Runner TV show in the works. Apparently. Also, apparently an alien TV show in the work. This is what Ridley Scott claims. All right. I love Ridley Scott. Don't get me wrong. But the guy is also kind of a blowhart. Um, <laughs> he he's he kind of pisses me off a lot of time because it's like he talks shit about things, but then he puts out shitty movies that he thinks are great, but it, it doesn't do his franchise any any really anything good. So no favors there from Mr. Scott. I um, I don't know what to think about anything that comes out of his mouth these days because 
you said he's in good health, but it sounded kind of crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll see. But I, I, um, you know, we like both of these franchises, and apparently the pilots of the TV shows have been written. We'll see if anything comes from it. But is here's the thing: is it's like bad mouthing the Alien anthology series because he's not involved with it. But then he mm-hmm. says he has his own one, like Disney yeah. owns Alien. What are you yeah. doing? Are you making Prometheus two? <laughs> like, come on! I, yeah, I just it's very weird. He and then you know what he's going to do next year? He's going to direct a superhero movie, okay? Because that's who Ridley Scott is. <laughs> Could be right, and I like I would watch it because <laughs> I love Ridley Scott. Like I said before. Yep. Anyways, Santa Inc. I saw this actually the other day on TV. I saw a preview for it. Uh, we have Sarah Silverman and who else was it in there? Um, like Craig Roberts. Yeah, Seth Rogen. And there's like a bunch. Yeah. Seth Rogen's in there. I was yeah. like, I think that's Seth Rogen. So this is fun. This is uh, animation. Stop. It looks like stop motion, right? But, yeah, it is. Yep. Oh, it is. Excellent. It's like making fun of those like Croft, um, you know, uh, Rudolph and and the yes. Frosty the Snowman. It's making yes. fun of all that stuff. So oh, it's rated R and it's coming out tomorrow, like the whole series. I think there's like eight episodes on HBO Max. Cool. I'll be watching that. That sounds fun. I need a new, you know, Christmas special in my life. A bit Christmas right is also out. Supposed to be yes. good. I haven't seen it yet. All right. I will be also watching that. Um, you know, when I'm not watching Curb. So um I didn't know that anybody was asking for more McGruber, uh, but we're getting it. And I was a fan of the old SNL skit, and I thought that movie was okay. Uh, but a Peacock series? Eh? What do you think? Yeah. I you know it's fine. I saw the movie; it's good. I I like Will Forte quite a mm-hmm. bit actually. Um, so I'll probably watch it. I just got Peacock back because um, Evil dies tonight. So and then Say by the Bell <laughs> season two dropped, which of course I started that too. There's just there's been so much stuff. So I've just you know I've been watching like an episode of everything and not just watching a full series. It's like I'm watching like normal TV again. I watched an episode of this and then an episode of this. And then next week I'll watch the next one. So, um, yeah, I, I plan on keeping Peacock for a little bit. You know, they don't they're not really consistent with their releases of original programming. And I'm not one of those people who needs to watch The Office 40,000 times. I just don't care. Like, I love Parks and Rec. I actually love The Office. But like, if I want it, I'll just buy it and I'll just watch right. it. Like, I don't need to watch it on Peacock. So right now, they just don't have enough original programming that I care about. Other than Save by the Bell, which is just pure genius. Yeah, I pay for TV, so I watch these shows syndication. You know, yeah. it's oh, like, well, you know. yeah, I was just going to say, though, we might as well just move it up now because we're talking about Peacock. Chucky. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah. That's the other Chuck- thing I wanted to say during Geek yeah. Out, but we had such a good Geek Out session. It yeah, would yeah, yeah. Longer if we brought this show up. Yes. Uh, where are you at in the show right now? I'm only like four in. Okay. I just have to. I didn't watch the finale last night. I couldn't do it. Okay. Uh, probably tonight. 
because I'm so excited to watch it. It's been great. I'm so happy that it got renewed for season two. Yeah. Holy crap. I mean, I love like the Child's Play universe to begin with, but it just this show made it so much more rich. And I can't wait for you to catch up so we can talk about it. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited and um yeah, just going off of Peacock, it the whole season is now on Peacock. So if you do have Peacock, all of season one of Chucky is on there today. Awesome. I'm gonna watch it because I'm there because sometimes they'll swear and the other times they're bleeping it out. And so yeah. Oh, I'm really? Because I've only watched it like unedited. Yeah. And it's, it's I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> it is. And I don't know which versions I was watching because I would last week when I watched the last couple ones, I I couldn't switch. Hmm. And I was like, why is this? I was they were saying the F word and all this yeah. other stuff. And yeah, they say evil shit. Yeah. So I'm just going to watch it on Peacock. Thank you for the uh, information. Anytime. Uh, so Netflix has acquired the Power Rangers shared universe, apparently. Uh, so this will give them the opportunity to expand on the TV shows and movies that came before. Uh, and I think this is great for Power Rangers fans. I think this, yeah, I do too. Um, you know, we're not big Power Rangers fans, but I think this is the kind of thing where there's certain franchises that have been around for a really long time. And you're like, why haven't they done more? You know, now Star Trek is finally getting to that point and it's over 50 years. Right. It's like, I get like the Broccoli Foundation has a really stranglehold on James Bond and we do have comics now, but it's like there should be more. You know what I mean? So Power Rangers is another franchise where there really should be more than just a comic book and TV show. So it's nice to see that, you know, Hasbro is doing stuff like putting out board games and RPGs and all this other stuff. So shared universe makes sense to me. 100%. And, you know, we need that. I think that they tried it with the movie. They've tried other routes with Power Rangers, but yeah, it's such a big world and there's been so many shows and characters. Why would you not want to bend into that when we have, we live in the geek world that we live in now. Yeah, so, it's exactly where we're all about that. All about it. Um, something else that I'm all about is Noctera. There was talks of it being picked up as a movie i thought but also a tv show there was hints but netflix has always has finally uh come out and announced that they will be teaming up with robert patino who worked on sons of anarchy and westworld uh and they'll be you know they're they'll be adapting the scott snyder and tony daniel comic and we backed that on kickstarter it's a great series i am waiting for my greg capullo variant with all three of them signing it to get back from CGC. So if anybody's looking for that, let me know. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome news. It sounds like this person um, who's going to be working on it. Robert Patino is like, he's got a multi deal now with Netflix for developing yes. things. So, I mean, like, and he's adapting DMZ, which we saw a little bit at um, fandom and that looks really good. So, Sounds like it's in good hands, and, um, you know, this is one of those no-brainers. Scott Snyder, guys, you're going to be seeing a ton more stuff 
coming out from him, especially after he made that deal with Comixology to put out like eight books. Like, I think we're going to see a lot more adaptation in addition to Undiscovered Country, which is supposed to be coming out, too. Yeah, that's that's really exciting. I just, you know, we've talked about it. And I think that if he's in the right place, he's going to shine. And there was other times where he's just like having DC shove work down his throat so he can finish other things with like image and stuff. So, yeah, I'm really excited he's on his own because he's always been one of my favorites. So that's I can't wait to see this this show get adapted. It's a really great idea. Um, Something that is another no brainer since we've basically been living in the year of D&D. Uh, <laughs> Expect to see much more of Dungeons and Dragons on the TV screen, apparently. So we know that Hasbro's uh, TV uh, department has been working overtime to try to get a lot of different things out. But I really think that they need to lean into D&D. And this this is exciting. Yeah, this is great because they, they said there's multiple TV projects in the works. And I would love to see an anime. You know, give me another oh, powerhouse yeah. by them. Like give me a drizzit if i'm saying his name right you know show like that that world is massive you can go into multiple game of thrones type things in that alone so yeah this is you know there's a tv or sorry there's that movie that will be yep. coming out next year um which seems to be less shitty than the other one but you know we also haven't seen any footage from it so we'll see but yeah, I'm excited. Like you said, it's the year of D&D &D and they've been doing great things with Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro. I'm great to I'm excited to see more. 100%. Uh, last up, we have I reading this wrong, but Street Gang how we got to Sesame Street is a documentary about Sesame Street and it's hitting uh I believe it's HBO Max on December Yeah, 13th. they own it. Right. They own uh that's right. They've been they've been putting out Sesame Street for the last few That's years right. or whatever. It. So yeah. um, ever since it left PBS, which is kind of a sad thing, but at least it's it's still no, it being hasn't left PBS. It just they doesn't just put get new episodes. Yeah, because that was like the big controversy. And it was like HBO bought the rights to Sesame Street. So new episodes go to HBO Max first. But old episodes after they've aired on hbo go to pbs oh great so like they didn't take it away they just you just don't get it you know like i'm a kid or my kid who's two she doesn't know what fucking episode is what she doesn't care right. she just wants to see elmo she doesn't know if it's new or not so like i i never understood like the whole like complaining about that sort of thing and like they never got rid of it. So I'm excited that it even has a home or else it would be destroyed forever. You be, should be thanking Warner Brothers. That's the thing. It's it. They saved it. Right. They saved. Sesame yeah, they Street. saved it. Yes. And it's just nowadays there's no there's no funding in the public sector, period. Yes. Like every time we have to worry about like getting PBS shut down by, you know, the, those people. But to, it's just sad when they or NPR or whatever. That's like, let's go after the the pop, you know, these. Yeah, it's, it's a mega not, conglomerate that owns yes. it. Yep, it is. But at the same time, we wouldn't have some things if it wasn't for that. I'm sorry. Exactly. And so this street game documentary, I watched the trailer and it, it yeah, almost brought great. a tear to my eye. And it was just I just to know where it came from and what the target audience was and the diversity that they brought forward in in that time 
it's just it's it's an amazing production and i love that it's it's i want people to watch this documentary because i can't wait to watch it yeah me too like i said re-watching it with my kid it's like yeah i was like oh i i remember and we'll watch old episodes too from when i was a kid so it's 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 great great show love love it i can't wait to watch this doc when it drops on the 13th um movies let's go here point break Two, the johnny utah movie (laughs) um okay i guess that makes sense since patrick swayze and his character both died uh all right Keanu, Keanu's ready for anything, I guess. Uh, is is he supposed to do it? Is it supposed to be Keanu? That's what I've heard. So, oh, gosh, things just... that nobody asked for, like Maverick. Like, okay, <laughs> like it's not, I'm not opposed to these things. It's just nobody asked for this. This is stupid. Come up with some I... new ideas, like John Wick again. That was great. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And which they are doing, but yeah. I, I did love Point Break back in the time. I just don't know how it translates too. to today. It was definitely a good 90s movie. And I was like, surf kid, kind of a punk. So I related. Now, now what do you want me to do? Are we going to have a new Swayze-esque character? I, I don't know. Anyways, this next thing sounds wonderful. Yeah, this does. Uh, Gorillaz is working on a Netflix film. Damon Alburn just... He just uh, announced it the other day that they're they're working on it right now with Jamie Hewlett. So that should come out next year. Whatever this gorillas, I'm assuming it's going to be an animated movie. <laughs> yeah. And will we get an album, you know, companion album with it? When is the last time we got a gorillas album? I can't remember. Uh, two years ago. Two years ago. OK. Yeah. So, yes, we they're actually pretty consistent. They do put them out. And then he just put out an album like last month. You know, so, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if we also do get a companion. I That would just make sense to me. It, you know, yeah. a couple of years to do an album, also do it with a movie. That that would make sense. So, I'm in. Do- Dolph Lundgren confirms that he's been talking about doing a Drago spinoff. Um, if you watch Creed 2, that to me was the, the Drago story. I don't know what else there is to know about that character or his son or whatever, but you know, I also love Rocky movies, so I'm not going to say I wouldn't watch it. I I'm in the same boat. Uh, Dolph Lundgren back in the spotlight. You know, he's, he's taking on some pretty good roles as of late. And like you said, nobody's going to complain about another Rocky movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, he's doing Expendables 4, I think. <laughs> so he's still he's still doing all the things. That's yeah. right. He's he's in Aquaman 2, you know, so. Oh, yeah. 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 There you go. So uh, and then finally, in movie news, Nick Cage is set to play Dracula in the movie yes. Renfield. <laughs> uh, Renfield is the character from Bram Stoker's Dracula that's getting played by Nick Stahl. And or Nick Nicholas Holt, Nicholas Holt, Nick Stahl. He hasn't been around a long time. Sorry, Nicholas Holt and um, Aquafina also is joining the cast. So Nicholas Cage looks like a vampire. This makes sense to me as far as casting. <laughs> He's played a vampire. Did he? What was that movie? Vampire's Kiss. Back in the day. Oh, my gosh. That's Vampire's Kiss. Is it? Yeah. 
I, I don't I don't know if well yeah I haven't watched that movie in God knows how long I don't think he is a vampire in it I think he's like getting seduced by like a vampire or something I thought he became a vampire in it or is he just wearing fake teeth I think he's wearing fake teeth he's thinking he's a vampire nonetless he, yeah he's so now he's getting, a vampire yeah he's getting his dreams come true After this many true. years I'm so proud of him nonetheless. So, I'm very excited to see Nicolas Cage's Dracula. This Me too. Outrageous. Me too. And uh, Aquafina is always fun, uh, and everything she does, she did really good in Shang Chi. So, cool. What is this? Just kind of like a standalone movie? Is yeah, I don't. Okay. It's not part of the dark the universe. Yeah, it's not part of that. It's just like, you know, they can do anything. That book is pro- public property or whatever you want right. to call it. So, yeah, they can do whatever they want in that in that vein so i can't wait for that me either but we have to wait for the commercial that is happening right now oh no do you miss hanging out at bars with a friend cream cream ale do you miss those two friends of yours that would always end up drinking too much leading to discussions about political philosophy if so then we have a podcast for you when they nuked the Capitol, you know that was bad i'm aaron And I'm Jake. Join us at the tavern for a pint, a few laughs, and some nonsensical discussions. I will say neither of us are constitutional lawyers. (laughs) A political podcast for the unencumbered political mind. Search for the Bull and Moose Tavern on your favorite podcast streaming service today. He managed to make Trump look good on something. It's bad. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama. Okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is perfect this is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. We're back after those commercials, and let's get into some gaming news. First off, Kojima is starting a film and TV division. Um, What does that mean? I don't know because he makes really weird stuff. Does that mean we get a Metal Gear TV show or a movie or something? I don't know. What do you think, Chris? Better. I mean, that's exactly the only thing I'm going to ask for, if anything, from this guy. So, yeah, I don't. Why would he do this if he's not going to do Metal Gear right off the bat? Could be doing Death Stranding. To get I mean, he could. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, get Norma Reedus over here. But we also had um, Poe Dameron there, right? Um, Oscar Isaac? Yeah, Oscar Isaac was talking about, I don't know if it was like a fan casting or was he was talking about wanting to do the movie or something. Wasn't he cast in a Metal Gear something? Or is he just... Let's say yes. <laughs> Let's say yes that's a thing that has happened <laughs> please i yep. after after watching him in dune i just want more oscar isaac yeah that's it man um board games we're getting a lord of the rings board game which is from games workshop which is really interesting so cool. the makers behind warhammer four thousand forty thousand um in order to kind of celebrate the 20th anniversary of fellowship of the ring which means i need to start my marathon again uh they'll be doing a skirmish board game for two or more players 
Um, don't really know exactly how it's going to go or what it's going to look like because we haven't seen it yet, but we know that Warhammer can get some massive battles and Lord of the Rings is ripe for something like that. Uh, this makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, you ask what it's going to look like. It's going to look like Warhammer on Middle Earth. So, yeah, it it does. And it's just, it's genius. And they're going to make a lot of money. And I'll probably buy a couple miniatures for my desk. So That's probably it. <laughs> um, speaking of Warhammer, the new game, yeah, yeah. Uh, Necromolds, is Warhammer meets Play-Doh. So if you don't have a uh, 3D printer, you can use Play-Doh to make your miniatures and destroy them as well. Um, I thought that this was kind of a cool board game concept, something that probably would have came out when we were kids. But uh, what do you think of this idea, using um, you know Play-Doh figures to to fight your battles with? I think it's amazing. I think that you know miniatures and miniature gaming is is it, it's a very expensive hobby, mm-hmm. even just board games alone. I mean, when we're looking at over a hundred dollars for a board game, that's not in most a lot of people's budget. And so something yeah. like this is fun. And not only that, you don't have to be worried about when you smash your miniatures together, you know, or or whip it across the room because you're pissed off. But, you know, I think this is this is smart. And I might actually buy this for like my nephews. From what I understand is they did run a Kickstarter in 2019, which was successfully funded. And now you can buy it. Um, so I'm actually going to leave the link up because it's, they say they only have 75 copies left. So maybe if you guys are doing some holiday shopping, I'm going to put the link in here so you can buy it. Thank you, Casey. I'm going to buy a couple. You're welcome. And then finally, the Way of Wrath. Um, This is a Banner Saga S tactical RPG. It's coming to pit the PC and Switch in 2022. Um, So... Yeah, I don't really know. There is a, like an announcement trailer for this where you can kind of see some of the footage of, you know, having these battles and choosing your allies and all that fun stuff. Um, this is hard for me because that's really my I love these kind of games. <laughs> oh, I know. That's why I put this one on is that here, we put just this for you. On here? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, and it's going to a... switch. So yeah. even more appropriate to feed your tactical RPG itch. Inspired by Baldur's Gate Gothic and Legend of Zelda, they had a successful Kickstarter campaign that, so it's coming out in February. Oh man, Chris, why did you do this to me? I'd like to do this kind of stuff to you. Hey, you know what? At least it's coming out. Yeah, you know, it's coming out for Switch. This sounds great. So anyway, guys, this sounds good. Sounds up my alley if you're into this sort of stuff. Cool. Chris, what time is it? Oh my gosh, it's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right, toy enthusiasts and action figure hunters out there, this is the pursuit of plastic. Beast Kingdom is on the radar as of late. Seriously on the radar. A lot of cool things coming from this company. It looks like they're really throwing their hat in to like the competitive market because as you and I have discussed many times, there's a lot of supply chain issues, of course, but also I feel like some companies aren't pushing as much uh, the orders that were from, you know, a couple of years ago. So it's tough for me because 
we take we took a look at the new Batman eighty nine figures, and I say figures because a lot of people just want to put out the Batman, but we have not gotten enough Jack Nicholson Joker figures for the shelf. Yep, um, this is you know I've liked Beast Kingdom for a while, uh, and you know they've made a bunch of different types of products throughout the years, from little statues or to like the egg figures which i have quite a few of them the star wars ones and marvel ones so i've liked what they've done but you know to your point of what what's putting them on the map is they're entering the uh you know the 112th space and this is highly articulated soft goods you know what i mean like it's giving you two figures that you want to buy together so yeah batman's coming in at 117 with three different heads a bunch of different hats some accessories joker's coming at 131 but i mean he's fully clothed i mean i get that price point and again highly articulated but two head sculpts a bunch of different hands and what you don't always see is the actual uh jack nicholson likeness because yeah. that's the other thing is that some people don't get the rights to Jack Nicholson's face. Um, it seems like Michael Keaton's a little bit more okay about it, but that's this is the big thing. So, you know, for the cost and for what you're getting, you know, if you're if you're a Batman fan, a Batman '89 fan, like these are really hard for me not to be ordering. And the only reason I might be waiting is because of Christmas and seeing how all that shakes out. Because I want them. <laughs> Yeah, and I honestly I have no idea when I placed the order for my my Mesco, and I can't wait oh, for two it. Two years ago, it's been a long time, and I mean I'm excited, but I'm also kind of tired. So I'm I will be watching this, especially the Joker one, very closely. Yep. In regards yep. to adding that to my shelf. So also they're doing Darkling Duck figures, and so. Big Bad Toy uh, Store has got an exclusive Nega Duck figure up for pre-order, uh, the villain from that show. Uh, and I I believe I had the Darkwing Duck on our show at one point a couple weeks ago, and I took it off because it was kind of old news. But there's some really great figures from these guys. I mean, this is this is about an $80 you know, price point. It's kind of in the same style. It's a little more stylized, like the egg figures and whatnot. But... I mean, this is great, and I really hope that we get more of these uh, these figures from that series and more Disney afternoon characters. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, it's a, it's a great looking figure. And uh, so next up from NECA, uh, we're getting some Ultimate RoboCop figures, and the actor is who Peter we- Peter Weller. It? Yeah, Peter Weller, and they finally got the rights to his you know his look. So they're making some solid figures. You can get. I believe there's only two right now. It's the regular one uh, with alternate heads and and other accessories, which I ordered yesterday. And there's also like a battle damaged one as well, because they don't shy away from those uh, those variants (laughs) very often. Yeah, not typically. So, yeah, this is this looks good. I mean, they've been working with RoboCop for a long, long time. So um, it's nice that they they gave it the ultimate version. Yeah, I mean they've they I actually just sold and sent out today a lot of the Terminator versus Robocop figures from the video game that they they did the figures from. They were like cell shaded 
and neat like that. But to get that likeness is is really the key, and that's always something that NECA fights really hard for. And they've yep. always done a good yep. job with their sculpts. So I'm excited for this. Like I said, I ordered it, and it's going on the shelf. So there you go. Uh, next up, Good Smile, a fun company, uh, is doing Nendoroid. I don't even know how to say that. Nendoroid. Yeah, I think that's even better. Uh, figures of He-Man and Skeletor from Motu Revelation. These are these are nice. I mean, they're like they're your general stylized figures, uh, but more more companies that do these as we get far, farther away from pop and whatnot, and they get more detailed and they're just much, I guess, more displayable. I love these, and it's going to be really hard for me not to get these. <laughs> good Smile does good good stuff. Um, you know they Literally. they've had a whole line of. Mostly anime, you know, Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. and Attack on Titan and all that stuff. So I saw these and, you know, what we just talked about with the Beast Kingdom uh, figures, you know what I mean? The egg figures. It's very similar to the size and articulation of those. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I want these. I, I want them very badly, actually. Um, like, I have a Zelda good smile and I, I love it. It's just moves really well stands good you have a bunch of different accessories they're just they're i don't know i like that little chibi style for certain things and i think he-man plays well into it yeah no i i absolutely absolutely agree then last up today (laughs) it's one of your favorites and i just looked at this this is insane yes it is so this is um the mayfex deluxe jack skeleton Okay, this is cool. Another Jack Skeleton. They've been doing it from DST forever, like whatever. And then I looked closer and I was like, wait a second. Why is this $334? Oh, it's 17 inches tall. Oh, it's almost exactly the same way that they designed it when they made the figure. I think you get like 15 different heads. Like it's it is a one to one scale prop. Like this is what it looked like when they shot that movie. So I was losing my mind. Yes, it's $334, but it's as close as you're ever going to make or see of an actual Jack Skellington figure. So if you want to recreate scenes from the movie in your house, this is the figure to get. So are are you going to get it? I've already sold one kidney in order to pay to get this figure. Yes. But I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And I hope that you survive, you know, which is one kidney. So I'm 3D printing my other one, Chris. Oh, that's that's <laughs> perfect. Yeah, this this figure is insane. Uh, this the one to one scale thing is just is is wild. And to have that, you got your Coraline figures. I think you need a real Jack figure. So, Casey, where can you find us? You can find us at dfatentertainment.com and all over the social media networks at DFAT Entertainment with a slew of other podcasts, including Insensitive Culture, Gutsy Media Podcast, Campfire Tales, Critical Mass, and so much more. Uh, yeah. So this is Casey saying go read some comics. And this is Chris saying don't forget a towel.